Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast His Abounding Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Reverend Gwendolyn Dixon for the Midday Glory Prayer Line. The dial-in number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. And Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for Declaring the Finished Work for an hour of worship, exhortation, and prayer. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life for a Word in Season. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. First Mondays of every month at 7 p.m., be blessed with the teaching ministry of Apostle Shirley Jones on Lifeline. On third Mondays at 7 p.m., join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration, a broadcast of worship and ministries on the mission field. Second Saturdays of the month, join Reverend Curtis, Reverend Novena, and Minister Jordana for Bold and Beautiful, a youth and young adult broadcast setting the world on fire with the love of Jesus. All broadcast times are Eastern Standard Time. Hey family, we are excited to have two new broadcasts added to the When Christians Speak Talk Radio Network. Marriage Takeover, The Body of One. Hosted by Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson, it airs every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our hosts cover a wide range of topics to help build stronger marriages. They leave nothing off the table. Our newest broadcast, R3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, will air every second Sunday of the month. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our hosts, Elston Green, Cleophas Malone, Antonio Mitchell, and Ray Rose, will create a space by men and for men to have real conversations. It's time to be free, men, from false standards and the expectations of society, family, and self. So don't forget, that's every second Sunday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. R to the third power. Real life. Real men. Real talk.
When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry, we are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Welcome to another hour of Declaring the Finished Work. This is your host, Pat Randall. I am excited to be here. I am humbled that the Lord just continues to speak to me and reveal himself. I love that we are all in process and that God loved us so much that he would come for us right where you are. He will come for you. Amen. So if you were with me last week, then you know I was on the journey of um, teaching from the title, Awake, Stay Woke. Amen. Awake, Stay Woke. And in the Bible, the, the Greek word not only means to awaken especially when it's in the verb tense right a verb is an action word okay so to awaken to arouse up from sleep and some other words that mean the same thing also means to arise to lift to raise to stand to take the noun, it's an intensive watch, meaning to be fully awake. Amen. It also refers to awakening from a mental, moral, and spiritual sleep. It means waking from spiritual death. Amen. Glory to God. So before I get in any deeper into where we're headed today, let me open up with prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, hallelujah. We praise you, Daddy, for you alone are worthy. We exalt your name, Lord Jesus, today. You are our brother, our friend, our Savior. Our soon coming king. Thank you. Thank you for coming for us. Thank you for demonstrating the greatness of the Father's love for us. Thank you that you would sacrifice, you would give up your life willingly so that we might have life. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you. So as we begin this broadcast today, Lord, open our eyes and open our ears. Lord, soften our hearts and let us have a willing spirit, a willing spirit toward you that we will allow you to speak into our lives today and that we will receive it with an excitement and just with a heartfelt gratitude that you love us so much 
that you won't leave us where we are, that you are always moving us toward higher revelation of who you are and who we are in you. I thank you for your promise of never leaving us and never forsaking us and that we can have this confidence because you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. So bless this hour, Lord, this hour of learning, learning more about you, learning more about what you have prepared for us. I thank you, Lord God, that you have made us worthy, worthy to receive all that you have provided for us through your death, burial, and resurrection and ascension to sit at the right hand of the Father. That you have made us like you. We are made in your image. You, we are like the second Adam, the final Adam. We are born of your spirit. Hallelujah. Washed in your blood. We are the redeemed. And I thank you today for those who may be listening who haven't surrendered yet. I thank you that they're closer. They're closer to the yes. Yes. Come into my life and make me Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So bless this hour, Lord God. Magnify yourself. Glorify yourself. And I pray this in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. So we're continuing on Awake, Stay Woke. Now, for those of you who are already saved, I want to say that now that you have been awakened, I need you to stay woke. So we're going to look at what all of that that means for us. But what I'd like to start today off by saying is that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read Romans 8, 1 through 3. And this is out of the Amplified Version of the Bible. And this is just a reminder because we need to be reminded repeatedly of this truth. Because no con- condemnation keeps us from being once again imprisoned by our actions because we have been made free. Well, now let me just read. Glory to God. All right, starting in verse 1. This is Romans chapter 8. And if you have your Bible, follow along with me. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and of death. Can I get a hallelujah? Set free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3. For what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power. See, the law could not do that. Being weakened by the flesh. Amen. Man's nature without the Holy Spirit. Man's nature without the Holy Spirit. That's the flesh. God did. God did. What the law could not do, God did. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh. In that part of us. That did not have the Holy Spirit. He condemned that old man. It's the old man. 
the man born of that first Adam, that Adam that sinned in the garden. He condemned sin in the flesh, he subdued it and overcame it in the person of his own son. Hallelujah. So, whatever you're hearing today, you need to make sure that there is not a spirit of condemnation present. If you are saved, you have to understand that the penalty for disobedience has been fully paid. Has been fully paid. Now that doesn't mean that the law of sowing and reaping is not in process. What it means is that God is no longer anger, angry at you. So if you stick your hand in fire. And God didn't tell you to stick it in there. Expect to get burned. Expect to get burned. Expect consequences when you act outside of God. But even in acting outside of God, he is gracious. His forgiveness, the washing of the blood is continual. It's a continual flow. It didn't just happen on that day. On the cross, it is continual. It says, before the world, the worlds were formed, the lamb was slain. So in the spirit, it had already happened. And then it was manifested in the flesh. So this is a continual process for us until Christ comes back. We have everything, but the process of knowing that we have all that he says we have is a journey. That's why he, he, he refers to it as a pilgrimage. We're on a journey. Glory to God. Glory to God. But he has fully given us everything. He has denied us nothing. He has fully blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He provides for every need, not just spiritually, but naturally. Seeking first the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Amen. So, don't be hard on yourself as you... um, he listen to this message that's not what it's about because God is in charge we cannot change anything we can worry we can be anxious we can get depressed we can be disappointed but none of that adds to our statue none of that it is only through submission and surrender recognizing that you can't do this You cannot do this, which is why God sent his son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. Once and for all, it is done. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished and it cannot be undone. Hallelujah. So I'm going to move to the scripture out of Ephesians chapter 2. So if you want to move to Ephesians chapter 2 now. And I want to talk about this uh, first part of the, the waking process. The most important part is waking from a spiritual death. Amen. And so when you're born again, born again of the spirit... You have awakened from a spiritual death. Hallelujah. I'm going to start in verse 
1, and I'm going to read the first 10 verses out of this chapter. Really beautiful. Such a beautiful passage. And you, this is also the Amplified Version. And you, he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sin. I'm going to read that again. Now listen to this fact. And you, he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins. Made you alive. Made you alive. Even though you were dead and separated from him spiritually. Because of your transgressions and sins. That didn't stop him. Verse 2 says. In which you once walked. You were following the ways of this world. Influenced by this present age. In accordance with the prince of the power of the air. Satan. So he, re- he refers to Satan as the prince of the power of the air. So Satan has the ability to influence the atmosphere. And how he does that. He does that through those who are asleep. Who are still in spiritual death. Because they don't understand. That they are under his influence. And the things that they do. They think that it's their idea. Let me start in that. Verse 2 again. In which you once walked. Before you were made alive, spiritually alive, you were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving who fight against the purposes of God. Now, that's who we used to be. We didn't set out to fight against the purposes of, a, of God. But that's what we were born into. We were born into this, sin, into this sinful flesh. But a plan was in place. Before the foundations of the world. Because God sees the beginning from the end. So he already knew what was going to happen in the garden. Verse 3, among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by sin, by the sinful self, indulging in the desires of a human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, Just like the rest of mankind. But God, being so very rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love, which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace... His undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And he raised us up. He didn't just stop right there. And he raised us up together with him, with Jesus. When we believed, the moment we believed. And seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. And he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable 
and unsurpassed riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. By providing for our redemption. Immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Immeasurable, unsurpassed. There's nothing greater, and you can't even measure it. The riches of his grace, his kindness that we have inherited inherited, just because we believed. We believed. Hallelujah. Verse 8. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ that you have been saved. Hear this. We're starting verse 8 again. For it is by grace God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ. Drawing you to Christ. Not that you were drawn to him, but he drew you to Christ. He drew you to himself. That you have been saved, actually delivered Delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. Through faith. This is a walk of faith. This entire walk, this journey is a journey of faith. Believing. And our believing should go from one level to the next level. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let's go to verse 9. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't finish verse 8. These amplified verses are much longer because they go in such depth. Okay. And this salvation is not of yourselves. It didn't come from you. It didn't come... It didn't come through your own effort. Let me start again. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 9 goes on to say, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law. Notice it says attempts. Because that's all we can do. We can attempt to keep the law. So that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. So that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Did you hear that? No one. No one can boast or take credit in any way, in any way, in any way. So anything that you have accomplished since salvation, don't boast about it. Don't try and take credit for it. Because it's all by the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus that you are able to do any good thing.
we used to consider ourselves doing good things just because even the people of the world, they, they do what they call good things coming out of their minds because they do have a desire to do good. But there's a limitation to what they do because they're not doing it out of the spirit of God. They do a lot of the same things that we do. We, you know, feed the poor, help those who are in distress, encourage those who are in, in prison, go, go, go and visit them. You know, all the things that, that we do. But it's, if it's not done under the power of God, it has a short-lived impact. Short-lived in the sense that it is not eternal. Good works cannot give eternal life. We're going to talk a little bit later about what reality is for the believer. Because we need to get that straight in our heads. But let me finish with this. Let me end this with um, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. We're a work of art. God's work of art. Created in Christ Jesus. Reborn from above. Spiritually transformed. Renewed. Ready to be used for good works. Which God prepared for us beforehand. Taking paths which he set, he leads us, he orders our steps, he orders our steps, so that we would walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Can you believe that today? That he has prearranged and made ready a good life for you. You may be wondering, where is that good life? If I can't pay my bills, I'm living from paycheck to paycheck. If my family is ungrateful, unsupportive, my boss doesn't appreciate me, I'm underpaid. And yet God is saying he has prearranged and made ready for you a good life. How do you get to living this good life? Is this good life present all around you and you're unaware of it? You're unaware because... Your perspectives have been so shaped by this world that you can't even see it. You wouldn't even understand what the good life was if it came to you. Because the world has so defined the prince of this world. This world that he's created has defined 
what your reality is. To you who are born again, who've been saved, who've been awakened from a spiritual death and bought into this spiritual life, I need you to get woke and stay woke. And that's what this journey is about. This whole message series is about getting woke and staying woke. Accepting Christ Jesus, receiving him as Lord and Savior is the beginning of that process. You can't even begin the journey without that first step. But something major, which you should never forget from the moment you said, yes, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and say something miraculous happened in that moment. You must never forget that. Never forget that in that born again experience, you were once dead in your trespasses and now you are alive in Christ Jesus the old man is dead and you are now a new creation don't ever forget that keep that close to your heart of what that means it's sacred and it's powerful And it will keep you on your journey. By grace you have been saved. Not by your own doing. Not by works. In his immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of grace and kindness toward you. He has drawn you to himself. So don't go back. Don't go back to thinking that it's all up to me. That I must do this. That's a trap of the world. You know that song, God bless the child who's got his own? Now, God bless the child who knows that he belongs to Jesus. And in him, everything has been provided. Not by works, but by faith, by believing, by believing, by believing. So what we want to do in this process, in this journey of of staying woke, that we want to upgrade our faith. We want to upgrade what we believe. We don't want to stay where we were when we first believed. We want to be continually being transformed and moving from glory to glory. But we must get our minds right. We have to understand just how programmed we were by the world. Even in overcoming things that have happened to us. 
knowing that the overcomer lives on the inside of us. You know, last week I shared part of my personal testimony. Um, I didn't go into real detail. I just kind of highlighted some things. I talked about that I went through sexual abuse as a child, started at a very early age, continued on actually into my early teenage years until I was able to be strong enough on my own to take control. And say, no, no, this stops now. I talked about how much this interfered with my identity, who I was, because I was defining myself by what had happened to me. I talked about the lo- loss of loved ones. In my lifetime, I've only had, I've ha- have had very few people who intimately knew me and loved me and that I felt that I could open up and trust. And I've lost several of those. I talked about my disappointments. Disappointments because I expected something from people, from family, from friends that they were not able to live up to. But I was blinded and I couldn't see that they would not ever be able to live up to it. But I had an expectation because my expectations was not in God, it was in people. That's the setup for disappointment. I talked about financial difficulties, health challenges. I've had something that could have taken this physical life away. I talked about the the anger that was developed f- that stemmed from from the hurt because usually that's where anger is coming from. It's really coming from hurt. From, from a place of pain. But you know the beautiful part. You know we all have our stories. We have our stories. And some of our stories are more extreme. In terms of um, atrocities. Just imagine people who survived the Holocaust and people who who uh, survived slavery. They were slaves. Never saw physical freedom. And daily they were being mentally imprisoned. A system was in place to keep them mentally imprisoned. So there's all levels in this world, in this system, this worldly system that's under the influence of Satan, the prince of the air. See, this is all his creation. And he's able to do it because man gave up the authority that he had from the beginning. And it is not until you are awakened from that spiritual death that you are able to regain the authority. Take the authority from the devil Because it doesn't belong to him. And you. Because you are in Christ Jesus. That you have this new life. 
You have the power. Glory to God. To think godly thoughts. To reject ungodly thoughts. To pull them down. Tear them down. Because Christ in you is your hope of glory. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. So I just have this question to ask you. Today. What is the world's culture speaking to you about having this good life? This good life that Jesus beforehand has prepared for you. For you to walk in this. He set this up for you. He's prearranged it and made it ready for you. This good life. But what? Are you accepting from this world's culture that's telling you what a good life is, what it looks like? Is is it saying to you that I cannot enjoy life until you fill in the blank? I cannot relax until... You fill in the blank. I cannot forgive until fill in that blank. I cannot feel good about myself until I cannot have peace until. And those those are just a few of the things concerning our lives. That we have to ask ourselves, are we allowing this world's culture to define for us what a good life is? When God is telling us that he beforehand, beforehand, before the worlds were formed, he knew you before in your mother's womb. In fact, he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. But he's saying to you that he has prearranged and made ready. It's already ready. This good life. But the devil doesn't want you to have it. He will use people to discourage you, to railroad you, to speak adverse things. To try and trip you up. He will use old weaknesses. Bring them up again. And dangle them in front of your faces. He knows. He's been watching. He knows the things that you partook in. In the world. He knows the temptations. But now that you are awake, will you stay woke? Will you stay on this journey? This journey of finding out more about who you are in Christ Jesus. Learning how to live in this kingdom of God. What are you seeing? What is your perspective? What is your perspective? Are you fully convinced that you are loved by God? you don't believe that you are that God is just totally completely unashamedly in love with you 
how are you going to believe that he's prepared a good life just for you? And it's not, your good life is not going to look like anyone else's because you're unique and you need a unique good life that's suited just for you. God doesn't have a warehouse where he's uh, just turning out these cookie cutter lives. Each, each person, can you imagine, over the centuries, how many people have been born? And each one of them was uniquely created by the Father, by our Father. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest, for he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Bless you, holy. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Last week I talked about the things in my life that I identified that caused me to sleep or to slumber mentally and spiritually. I'm going to come back to those. The Holy Spirit has me moving in a different way today. But we'll get back to that. Because in my sharing the things that I've identified in my life that have caused complacency, that have caused immorality, caused me to be spiritually asleep when I needed to be awake, that you will begin to... um, Identify those things in your life and you may have some of the things that I'm going to share in common with me. Amen. But we're all unique. So when I share things about my personal life and, and what God has done, it is not that he's going to do the exact same thing. There is no um, cookie cutter pattern to follow we're not we're following a person we're following Christ Jesus and only him only him thank you Lord thank you Lord Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Open our ears, Lord. We want to hear his voice. Open our hearts, God, so that we may live this truth that we see and hear in you. That it will just be rooted and anchored in our hearts. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds. Nothing I desire compares 
to you. You are my hiding place. You always feel my heart with songs of deliverance whenever I am afraid. I will trust in you I will trust in you Let the weak say I am strong In the strength of the Lord I will trust in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this hour. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you have placed us in Christ. And Christ is in you. So we are one with you. One with your nature. We acknowledge that your thoughts are not our thoughts. And that your ways are not our ways. They are much higher. As high as the heavens is from the earth. But you have a desire to reveal yourself to us. You've revealed yourself through your son. You've shown us how much you love us. How much you care. And you've placed your Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth in us. To reveal all things. You're not hiding yourself from us. We're never separated from you. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. Thank you. Thank you for this time. This time in your word. This time in fellowship with your spirit. I thank you. That you have moved with power and authority through the airways today. More chains are broken. More lives are being freed. And I thank you. Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's almost hard to pull myself out of this this space where I am. But glory to God. We'll be back here next week, God willing, but tomorrow night join Reverend Ray for um Friday night joy. Glory to God. He'll be on the air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So God bless you. Continue in this place, even in your workplace, wherever you are. It doesn't matter. God God is with you. And you can, no matter what you're doing, you can always be aware that he's present. Always. Just turn inward and know that his spirit is there with you. He's with you. He's with you on this journey. You're not on this journey by yourself. He is with you. And he will bring everything that you need on this journey. Whether it's people. Whether it's whatever it is. Sources. Whether it's a church. Whatever it is. A church family. Whatever it is. The Lord shall provide. Amen. God bless you. Love you.